Are you ready for something more, better, or different? Have you been looking for more success in your life? Here is your opportunity. Dr. Young's show, Transformation for Success, will help you discover a future for change with possibility thinking, new vision, and creative solutions to impact a more fulfilling lifestyle. Dr. Barbara is an accomplished leader and change guru who is passionate about helping others to gain the triumphs and successes that lie ahead. She brings you up close and personal with interviews from successful experts, corporate leaders, sports figures, entertainment personalities, coaches, thought leaders, and authors who dare to dream, take risks, and gain success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, welcome. It's Transformational Tuesday. A big shout out to all of my local, national, and international listeners. Thank you for tuning in to my show every week. This show is now being sponsored by EGM Media and M, Real Sex Talk for Men Magazine. So I want to get right into my guest today, Mr. Bob Berg, speaker, author, former television personality who shares information on topics vital to the success of today's business person. He has spoken for corporations and associations internationally, including Fortune 500 companies, franchises, and numerous direct sales organizations. I am so excited to have him today to talk about his best-selling new business parable, The Go-Giver Influencer. So, Hi, Bob. I'm so happy to have you on the show. I'm so excited. I can't wait to get into all, <laughs> all the stuff I want to get get you to talk about today. So welcome, welcome, welcome back to Transformation for Success. Hey, Dr. Barber. Just it, It's always a, a delight to get a chance to speak with you. Thank you for having me back on. Well, you know, I've been seeing you a lot on LinkedIn, having all these conversations lately, and I've been a little jealous because I said, you know what, he needs to, I need to be in on those conversations and tuning in to the wisdom that you have. <laughs> I'm so excited. You know, <clears throat> you and um, John David Mann in your best-selling business parable, The Go-Giver, really was such an inspiration. It really changed my life and my way of thinking about giving, the wow. whole notion of giving. I truly did. And so I want to thank you for that. And now you have your follow-up book, which uh, challenges the conventional wisdom about success. So I want to hear, and I know the listeners do too, about your latest book, and the five secrets of genuine influence from the go-giver influencer. But let me just bookmark this just a little bit because you and John David Mann captured the imagination of readers all over the world with your go-giver book. I mean, that book, how many millions of copies did it eventually sell? I, I, it's too numerous to even keep track of. It was just such an inspirational book. Bob, oh, thank you, you tell well, that's... <laughs> Yes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, it's, it, you know, it was a it was a real thrill to have the book uh, so well received like that, and uh, you know, it's it's really an honor to know that it that it touched people's lives in that way. Of course, John is really the um, he's the storyteller. I always say John's the lead writer and storyteller. I was lucky to get to work with him because I'm a you know I'm a how to author. I'm step one, step two, step three. <laughs> Every book right. I had ever written. <laughs> you know, before the Go-Giver series and every book since that time that I've written on my own are all how-to books. Uh, but John just brought, you know, he, he really made this thing sing. 
by being able to put this in story form in a such a with with such mastery. Well, I tell you, you guys are brilliant. And you know, that's about having a great team. And so I want to compliment both of you because it's the yin and the yang. And obviously, you guys work so well together. You know, one of the things that you had stated, um, that there's a major problem in the world today. Not only are we facing this pandemic, all of us globally, but you, you talk about, you made a statement that it's not people disagreeing with one another. It's that they cannot disagree agreeably and civically, civilly, and most importantly, persuasively. So I, I was so struck by that, Bob, um, that, that a lot of things that are going on in the world today. So I could not wait to sort of get your secrets, your latest secrets, and have them uh, shared with the listeners today. Um, and, and one of the things you also say, and I quote you, is that you can get the results you want while making the other person feel genuinely good about themselves, about the situation, and you. So welcome, Bob Berg. I'm ready. I'm ready to take notes and listen <laughs> to you well, expound <laughs> on your secrets you. of genuine influence from your latest book. Well, thank you, and I, I so appreciate that. And, and I think two things you touched upon that are are very important. One is the way people are disagreeing with each other. Uh, mm-hmm. If you take perhaps the easiest topic to relate this to. It's politics. And Absolutely. In our country and in a number of countries, uh, the political divide is just so, so enormous. Now, it used to be, Dr. Barbara, that people who, you know, that the, 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 basically it was when it came to political differences, it was, I'm right, you're wrong. Now, that's, mm-hmm. that's never a good frame to begin with, but it's a manageable frame because if you believe you're right and the other person's wrong, at, at least you'll discuss with them. At least you'll engage them. But it's moved from I'm right, you're wrong, to I'm right, you're evil. Ooh. And that's Ooh. not manageable. Because if you believe that someone is evil, you will not engage them. You will not allow yourself to be engaged by them. No. And because of this, it has totally broken down. And that's really what it is. Each side sees the other one not just as ill-informed, not just as naive, not just as being wrong, but as actually being evil, as having evil intent. And so instead, it's easier just to talk with the people with whom you already agree, which is, you know, that's okay, but nothing is going to change mm-hmm. that way. Wow. So, the, yeah, you know, go ahead. You, well, no, you're, you're absolutely right, because, you know, now it's become even with family members that can't even talk yeah. to each other. You know, over Thanksgiving, I heard that. Um, right. You know, they just right. couldn't. They just couldn't discuss anything because it was I'm right and you're evil. I hadn't thought of it in that context, but that's basically what they're saying. And so, we we have to shut down and we can't talk because you know Uncle Bob is going to bring. <laughs> sorry, Bob, right. pun, but Uncle Bill is going to bring <laughs> up that subject. <laughs> and and uh. and so, you know. But how did you get results? Um, that 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 are no longer fueled with hate and 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 vitriol spilling diatribes. You know that people will go on because I've gotten to the point that you know I'm a little afraid to say something with somebody because they'll say, well, you know, this COVID nineteen is just a hoax. <laughs> 
you know, that that's, and then, you know, what do you say? So, uh, what, <laughs> share with us a little bit about what is influence really and how do we communicate? And, and, and we hear this word about influence. We hear it a lot, but what are we actually talking mm-hmm. about? How do you influence somebody well, who says, I'm right, you're evil? <laughs> yeah, so, so that's a good question. I mean, I, I think we start with, with the definition. What do we even mean by influence? Mm-hmm. And this can be taken uh, or this can be approached two ways, one on a surface way and one it goes a little bit deeper. So, so if we look at influence on a very, very basic level, okay, we can define it. We can define influence as simply the ability to move a person or persons to a desired uh, action, usually within the context of a, a specific goal. By definition, that is influence. Now, that's okay. the definition, right? but it's not, its, it's not its essence. It's not its substance, okay? The, the right. substance or the essence of influence is pull pull as opposed to push. Well, we've all heard the saying, or many of us have heard the saying, you know, the question, how far can you push a rope? And Mm -hmm. we know the answer's not very far, at least not very fast or very effectively, which is why Mm -hmm. great influencers don't push, right? They don't push their will on people. They don't push their ideas on people. They're not pushy. You never hear mm-hmm. people say, wow, that David or that Susan, she is so influential. She has a lot of push with people. <laughs> no, she has a lot no, of No, you don't pull. hear that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. She ha- no, she has a lot of pull with people. That's why she's influential. She has a lot of, we, we, we often hear that person has a lot of pull. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. that pull is, that's obviously the opposite of trying to be pushy or, or pushing. So pull is an attraction. And we would say that great influencers, genuine influencers, they pull people, they attract people first to themselves and only then to their idea. So the question becomes, okay, well, that sounds good. How do you pull people toward you? Uh, how, do you how do you gently attract someone uh, to yourself and to your idea? Uh, and, and really what it comes down to is that the, the great influencer understands, and this is, this is something that Dale Carnegie pointed out. He said this right in his, his 1937 classic, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yes, I believe I it was the underlying premise of his entire book. And it's where he said, ultimately, people do things for their reasons, not our reasons. So the great influencer, understanding this on a heart level, constantly asks themselves questions such as, well, so how does what I'm asking this person to do, how does it align with their wants, their needs, Mm -hmm. their Mm -hmm. desires? How does what I want this person to do align with uh, their goals, with their values? How am I helping them uh, to be happier or more fulfilled? What problems am I helping them to solve? See, when we do this, okay, when we ask ourselves these, when we make it about the other person as opposed to ourselves, okay, when we move from what I call an I focus or me focus to an other 
focus. Okay. Um, now we've when we when we ask ourselves these questions thoughtfully and intentionally, uh, uh, we have we have come and not not as a way to manipulate another human being into doing our will, not at all, but as a way of building everyone in the process. Now we've come a lot closer to earning that person's commitment to our ideas as opposed to trying to depend on some type of compliance, whether that's intimidation or manipulation or trickery or just yelling and thinking that's going to, you know, and, and that's really what it's all about. This is why we say that, yes, and, and the whole point of the book is that, yes, you can get the results you want when dealing with others while helping them feel, and here's the key, genuinely good about themselves and about you. And when you can do that, now you are a powerful influencer. Okay, one of the things we talked about is that uh, people, the, the difference, uh, there's a pull and a push uh, influence. It's rather, it's a pull. Do you believe, uh, Bob, that when there's a pull, people are attracted to uh, people that have pull, is it something that's inherent uh, in that person or their characteristics or their, their traits that they have where some people just have that natural attraction or pull that people are attracted to them? I mean, have you found that well, in your I, research? <laughs> I think like anything else, there are people who have a natural inclination to certain mm-hmm. things, okay? It, it's sort of like if we use a sports uh, metaphor, it's the person who has good hand-eye coordination. They have both, and they have both good uh, gross motor and good small motor control, okay? okay? Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. There's a good chance that they're going to be naturally inclined to be able to hit a baseball with a bat, okay? <laughs> now, <laughs> okay. Other, other people, that might not be the case. But even this person who has that natural inclination, if they've never learned how to hit a ball, well, they're not going to be able to do it, okay? Mm -hmm. By the same token, that person who doesn't have that type of natural hand-eye coordination and and gross and small motor control, if you practice, if you practice with them again and again and again, the chances are good they're going to be able to hit a ball reasonably well. Well, it's the same with this. Sure, there are some people in life that mm-hmm. just have that natural inclination. Their personality is such that it's an attractive personality. They tend right. to draw right. people to them. Far fewer than we may think have that natural skill. But but there are people who are inclined with that. Okay. Uh, and, you know, when they learn sort of the, 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 the how and why, they're even more effective. But I think even more important, because you bring up a great point, is that person who doesn't naturally have that as a, as a, a natural talent, an innate talent, they mm-hmm. can absolutely learn. And I, I, mean, okay. I can tell you that personally because I've taught a lot of people. And so, I, and I, I, know I think that's good to know. Well. So, yeah. so if you don't yeah, have it, both. you can learn it. You can acquire it. Absolutely. You know, Oh, that's wonderful. Bob, you know what? We're going to have to take a quick, short break, a commercial break, but we're going to be right back because, boy, do I have a lot more about how people in this fractural world today actually can find common ground. So we'll be right back with my guest today, Mr. Bob Berg. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. 
Things Worth Considering. Featuring host Gord Riddell is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to my interview with my guest today, Mr. Bob Berg. I'm so excited. We are having a great conversation, and there's lots more. We talked about influence and the difference between pull and push, and that pull attracts people if you have that pull. How do you attract someone to your idea if you have pull? But what we also learned, there are some natural inclinations, but if you don't have that pull, which was my question, some people may have a natural ability, but as Bob explained as we went on break, you can learn it. So I want to segue into how do people in a today's fractured world actually find common ground? It sounds much easier said than done. So, Bob, can you kind of give us a little bit about the five secrets of genuine influence and how that can help us today find some common ground? Sure. Um, and, and there are. Uh, there are five mm-hmm. principles having to do with this. And the, and the first one begins with yourself, and that is to master your emotions. Uh, you know, this is really where it all begins, Dr. Barber, because uh, unless you are in control of your own emotion, it's only mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're in control of your own emotions, when you're in control of yourself, that you're even in a position to take a, a potentially negative situation or person and turn it into a win for everyone involved. Now, I, I think we all know that. We know that people have great respect for that person who is able to keep their wits about them, who's able to really uh, operate with a sense of self-control, even when there's a situation in which most other people would panic. And so we know this. And yet, how often do we, based on what someone else says or Mm -hmm. does, how often do we allow ourselves to, you know, to become upset? or feel helpless, or feel victimized, or, or feel angry, 
and we we say or do something that not only is not productive, it's actually totally counterproductive in terms mm-hmm. of getting the results we want. Uh, well, I want to, you know what? Then, I want to hear what you call the seat belt your principles of emotions. What it, the seat belt principle of emotions? I want to. You call well, that? Now, is that <laughs> that mastering yeah, your emotions? Well, and we got a seat belt principle of emotions. Yeah. Oh my so goodness! It, yeah, Ex- it, it's understanding that. that. Well, yeah, we're we're not saying we're not suggesting that we should or that anyone should um, deny their emotions or dismiss their emotions. The fact is, as human beings, we are emotional creatures. We make major decisions based out of emotion. Absolutely. Also, emotions are a wonderful part of life. Uh, they bring us joy. They make life mm-hmm. worthwhile. So, no, by all means, uh, keep your emotions. But um, make sure that you are the master of your emotions rather than they being the master of you. Or as one of my dear friends and leadership speakers, Dandi Skumachi, says, by all means, take your emotions along for the ride, but make sure you are driving the car. In other words, make sure the logical part of you is in the driver's seat. Take your emotions along for the ride, but make sure they're in the passenger seat with their seatbelt mm-hmm. safely fastened where they can't do any harm. So, you know, during the drive, sure, talk to your emotions, consult with your emotions. They have some wisdom to offer as well. But when it comes to making the decisions on what to say and what to do and how to act mm-hmm. and how to, that's where you, your rational mind, needs to be in the driver's seat. That's when you have the best chance of making the right decisions. And to the degree you make the right decisions, that's the degree to which you're going to, to uh, have the results that you want. And you know what? This is so important for people who are in leadership positions in particular. Oh. Uh, More importantly, the master of the ship, I call it, because there are people who actually try to push your buttons. Um, And I'm sure during some of the challenging times that we're living in now, people's emotions are at a real peak. Uh, And so Mm -hmm. it's really, really easy to set somebody off or someone try to set you off. So this is so, I think, key, mastering your emotions and being in control. You're driving the car. Thank you so much for that and trying to be logical about it. Whew, that's a good one. Uh, the the uh, second one <laughs> was like, step into the other person's shoes. Uh, you and John, yeah, use, now, um, you guys have an odd suggestion that you, you put in your book. It's like uh, the, your suggestion is listen with the back of your neck. What do you mean? Listen mm, with the back of your neck. Mm. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> Well, so when we say step into the other person's shoes, I mean, that's a a pretty old saying. It sounds even Uh kind of trite, you know, step into (laughs) the other person's shoes. Uh, Uh, It sounds easy, but maybe it's not as easy as as we think, because when you really consider it, most people have different size feet, okay? So (laughs) literally, we, yeah, literally, we can't step into their shoes. Uh Figuratively, we can't step into their head. We can't step right. into their mind because we have a different mind than they have. We come from different experiences. We come from different belief systems. We see the world 
differently from our own unique viewpoint based on upbringing, environment, schooling, news media, you know, everything we touch here, taste, smell. But, you know, we, we, our, our belief systems are pretty much uh, set in, in place by the time we're a little more than toddlers. And everything that comes into our, our life's experience after that tends to just be, be put into that basic foundational premise of, of what we believe. So most people grow up and live a life uh, controlled by what I call their unconscious operating system. And that's all of us, by the way. It's only a matter of are we aware of it or not. And so, and, and so we, we tend to see the world in a certain way, and we believe that other people basically see the world the same way we do, which is very intuitive, right? Uh, how else would it be? That's, that's all we know. And so because of this, we don't understand what that other person's thinking. We, we don't understand what's in their head. And so the only way to really step into their shoes, the only way to really step into their shoes is to ask questions and then listen. Listen not to, to come back with something slick or clever, not listen in order to judge, but simply listen to understand where they're coming from. And this is why it's so important to listen correctly. And this is why one of the, one of the mentors in the story said to the protege, you know, listen not just with your ears. That's the surface listening most people do. Listen mm-hmm. not just with your ears. Listen with your eyes. Listen with your, your, your posture, right? Listen with the back of your neck. And what does that really mean? It yeah. means place such a focus on listening. And, and, I, and I ask people to try this. I learned this from John, by the way. I had never heard oh. of this before. <laughs> that, and it came from yeah. martial arts training he had. That when you, when, you, when you focus on listening from a uh-huh. point, it could be really any point, but we're using the, you know, the back of your neck, it actually mm-hmm. compels you to listen so intently that you actually understand a lot more. And here's the neat thing, okay? When you listen this way, the other person feels understood. And it's such a basic element of human nature to desire to feel understood by another human being that when that's the case, they're much more likely to, to drop their defensiveness toward you Okay, mm-hmm. and and be much more likely to uh, you know to want to understand you. It's something that Stephen Covey said: seek first to understand, to understand, and then to be understood. Yes, and then yes. to be understood. I that just popped out. Yeah, very good. I like that. So I hope the listeners are taking notes because I'm taking notes. Listen with your eyes and listen with the back of your neck. I think it's so important, too, as we look at the times we're in and we'll take it back to a political situation or it could be just a situation by COVID-19, you know, talking about that, to really listen to try to understand somebody else, to make them know maybe you don't agree, but at least they feel understood. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, that's good. Then your third point of the secret, your five, yeah. your third secret, is set the frame. Uh-huh. What does that mean? Right. 
And oh, so frame. Oh, this is so uh-huh. important. This is mm-hmm. so important. When you set a proper frame, uh, mm-hmm. you're, and, when you, and when you do set it properly, you're, you're basically 80 to 90% of the way toward accomplishing your, your goal. That's how important this is. Now, so what is a frame? A yes. frame can be defined as the foundation from which everything else takes place. That's why it's so important, right? You set the proper frame, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It's, it, it, it's, um, it all happen, occurs within a premise that has already been set. Let me give you an example, if I may, that has nothing to do with politics or business or anything else, but it's probably no. the best uh-huh. frame I have ever seen. Okay. Uh, I was in a, a, a Dunkin' Donuts restaurant, and there was a, a little boy, a little toddler, probably two, two and a half years old, uh, and he was, he was running around the uh, restaurant when his parents called him back over to their table. So he starts to walk back, and suddenly he takes a spill on the floor. He, uh, he, he slips and he falls. Now, he didn't hurt himself, but you could tell he was shocked. He was very surprised. This was not part of his life experience to this point. He really didn't know what to do with that. So the first thing he did was he looked over at his mom and dad, right, to, to, in order to get their interpretation of the event. What happened happened. He wanted to know, okay, is this a good thing or a bad thing? What happens next? Uh, how should it, right? <laughs> uh, no, I, I truly believe that had the parents gotten upset, and panicky, and oh no, my poor baby! Right, uh, he would have he would have started to cry. But mm-hmm. what they did is they just handled it so beautifully. They uh, they walked over quickly, of course, but but with very calm, serene uh, auras about them. They um, you know they smiled and they laughed and they applauded and they said, "Oh, how fun! What a good trick that was!" and you know, immediately the little boy started to laugh. Now, what the parents did is they set a productive frame from which he could operate, okay? And that's really what we mean by setting a frame. Now, you can, you can set a frame as easily as a, a genuine smile on your face when you first meet someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can, yeah, it can be, you know, through a, uh, oh, I was going to say a, a, a nice handshake looking at that person in the eyes, but of course we can't shake hands anymore. I guess it's elbow bumps. We can bump elbows, yeah. <laughs> and bump elbows, yeah. But but here's the here's the thing, Doctor Barbara, and this is this is key. It's fine to proactively set a frame. That's actually pretty easy to do. The question mm-hmm. is, what do you do when that other person comes to the table with an already negative frame set? Now you've got to reset the frame. Let's say we take a political example. Uh, Do we have a couple minutes or are we close to a break? Oh, no, we got a couple of minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So so let's say, and this is an online discussion, and Mm -hmm. somebody says, uh, somebody makes a comment that, uh, you know, government has grown too big for its britches. We should have a smaller, more constitutional government. Okay, so... That's a point they make. And now somebody uh, writes in from another a differing political view and writes, oh, you people like you shouldn't be allowed to live. What do you want to see people out on the street and starving and dead and you know, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. 
First of all, have you ever noticed that very rarely someone responds to a, uh, an insult like that by writing back, you know, I never thought about it that way before, but you're right. I really am totally, completely wrong, and I'm going to change my entire worldview right now because of that insult. No, nobody ever does that. No, <laughs> you're, of you're, course not. You're not going to, no. Right. You, you're not going to change someone's mind. You're not going to, by, by yelling at them or swearing at them or calling them, you know, less than life, it's, it's just not going to happen. So, but the person does that. So now this person who made the original uh, post said, writes back, well, I think people like you are trying to ruin this country and turn us under her and trying to create, blah, blah, you know, the whole thing. Now it goes back and forth. And again, this is the I'm right, you're evil type of conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Now, but what if instead this person who was just insulted, what if they control their emotions? What if they... Mm-hmm they really try to learn where this other person's coming from. And what if mm-hmm. they reset the frame of this by writing back something like, uh, hi, Joe, if the person's name was Joe, you know, hi, Joe, mm-hmm. uh, sounds like you're very passionate about your ideas, which I genuinely appreciate. Like you, I want to live in a country where everyone is able to, you know, be healthy and pursue happiness as they see fit and blah, 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 blah. You know, whatever it is that, you know, both of you want. Mm-hmm, and then say, mm-hmm. I think our only disagreement is what we believe is the proper size and scope of government. Would you agree? Boom. See how you've reframed this from mm-hmm. one of two enemies who both think each other is lower than life itself, Right. To two right. people who both want what's good okay. for everyone, which most people usually do, it's just two different ways. Now, this other person, that doesn't mean they're going to respond in the correct way. Sometimes they will, by the way, and they'll actually even apologize for the way they, but most of the time they won't. But here's the thing, Barbara, here's the thing. No, I don't, the conversation isn't really about just those two people. There's a lot of people looking on. That's right. Kind of watching the conversation to see. Hmm, who's making the most sense? Who do I feel most attracted to? Now, again, some people already believe one way. Some people believe totally the other way. But most people are actually somewhere in the middle. And they, they're not tied to one viewpoint. And these people are looking to see who makes the most sense logically, but also who handles themselves in a way that's more agreeable, in a way that's kinder in a way that's tactful. And, and so, you know, this is really the way to reset this uh, and, and come at it from an entirely different uh, way of being. Gosh, it is such a marvelous example that you just used that to turn a situation around. I, and, and the fact that you're influencing, in a way, you're influencing, you become the influencer to oh, help other sure. people who are watching uh, as you say, who are mm-hmm. watching or who are online with this conversation. So the person <laughs> actually takes a little bit of control and becomes the influencer by doing that. That's very interesting, Bob. <laughs> I love sure. it. So the be ready to The person who controls set, the frame. Yes, yes. yes to, and, and a person should be ready to reset the other person's negative frame. I'm really happy to have you on the show today to really share this because sometimes it's the language 
that is lacking that people do not know how to use. And so now someone can say, I know now that I can reset the frame and understand what that frame is. So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back because we've got a couple of more very good secrets of genuine influence that we're going to get out of Mr. Bob Byrne. And we're going to be right back. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're on Alexa Smart Speakers and Connected Devices. Hey, Alexa, play Being Here Podcasts on Apple Podcasts. Try it now. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to my interview with Mr. Bob Berg, and we're talking about the Go-Giver Influencer, which is a little story about a most persuasive idea that tackles the paradox of achieving what you want by focusing on the other person's interest. So, and as Bob explains, and John, David Mann, it's not in a way that's self-sacrificial, but it's in a way that all parties benefit greatly. So, Thanks, and I know that you're taking notes, like I am, of the five secrets of genuine influence. So, Bob, back to number four. We had set the frame. Number four is communicate with tact and empathy. For some people, that may be a little difficult, but listeners, listen up. (laughs) Communicate with tact and empathy. You know, Tact, uh, and my, my dad has always defined tact as the language of strength. And I I've always that. enjoyed that definition because the fact is it does take strength. It, that starts with controlling our emotions, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's, there's times we would just rather unload on someone and tell them off or be defensive <laughs> yes. or, you know, act. But so, so it, it does take strength. And you're right. It, it, it does. Um, 
tact really is the ability to communicate an idea to someone that they normally would not be agreeable to, uh, but to do it in such a way that not only are they not defensive toward us and resistant to our idea, but they're open to us and more accepting of our ideas. And again, these are the words we use in order to, to do this. Now, mm-hmm. empathy, which is really the cousin of, uh, of tact, empathy is you know, defined, uh, the dictionary definition of empathy is the identification with or vicarious experiencing of another person's feelings. The challenge mm-hmm. with that, though, is, is just like, you know, trying to step into another person's shoes when you have different sized feet. We don't know how that, we don't know how that other person feels, again, because of, of the different life experiences. But here's, here's the thing and what's so important to remember. Empathy, communicating empathy doesn't necessarily mean that you understand how they're feeling. The fact is you may have no idea how they're feeling. Communicating mm-hmm. empathy means that you you are able to let this person know, and it may be what you say or how you say it. It might be just how you show up. It's, it's letting them know that you understand they're feeling something mm-hmm. and that this something is distressful to them and that you're there to help them work through it. Okay. And when you do that, now, once again, that person's feeling understood. There's a, a heart-to-heart connection. Mm-hmm. And a heart-to-heart mm-hmm. connection is the biggest attractor of all. So, I, yeah, the, the communicating with tact and empathy is the key, just like the person did in the social media example when they said, you know, instead of swearing at this person or insulting them, they let them know how much they admired their passion. Then they, 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 with tap, they pointed out a similarity like you, I want to live in a country where people are able to, and then point out, and then said, I think, uh, I, I believe our only disagreement is in the size and scope of, so forth. you know, wouldn't you agree? That's tactful. It's empathetic. And yes. It, it, it just attracts a person to you. And the last one, the fifth one, which we talked about sort of earlier, let go of having to be right. Does this really mean, you know, that you don't care when you just say, I'm, I'm, I'm letting go of having to be right? So I don't care, you know, so, no. you know, have it your way. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, it, 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 it's really not that. Let go of having to be right. Um, me, because of course we all want to, you know, who doesn't want to be right? <laughs> you know, I want to be right. Mm-hmm. You probably mm-hmm. want to be right. Mm-hmm. I'd say anybody with an opinion wants to be right. Uh, no, what it really means, Dr. Barbara, is that we lose our attachment to having to be right. And there's a significant oh, difference there. Yes, want to be right. Yes. That's so We're going to so prepare different. to be right. Yeah. I have to write that down. And, <laughs> <laughs> You have and to so lose your attachment we, yeah, to being right. When we lose our attachment to having to be right, then what happens is we're able to go into learner's mode. And we're actually able to attain more information than we would if we were not to. See, there's a lot of people who, rather than ever letting go of being right, they have such an ego attachment to having to be right. They're so stuck to their position it's almost as though their philosophy is, my mind's made up, don't confuse me with the facts. And yeah. those kinds yeah. of people can never really learn. 
So, so when you let go of having to be right, two things happen. One, you're able to actually take in and learn more information that increases your chances of being right. Number two, most importantly, when that person you're dealing with understands that you are not just looking to be right at all costs, that you're not looking to be right at their expense, but that really what you're doing is you're seeking the truth. Again, they're much more likely to let go of any defensiveness they have toward you, and they're much more likely to want to also go into fact-finding mode, right? And they're also much more likely to have respect for you and for your ideas. I love it. I really really want to thank you for those five um, secrets of genuine influence. Match your emotions. Step into other person's shoes. Set the frame. Communicate with tact and empathy. And let go of having to be right. Lose your attachment to having to be right. Bob, you know, time is running out, I tell you. You say there's one sentence. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. There's one sentence that's guaranteed to prevent misunderstandings. Can you tell us, as we get ready to close the show, what is that one sentence? Is there that's guaranteed to prevent misunderstandings? Well, you know, the sentence can be, can actually be delivered in many forms, but the basic principle behind it is that we often think we know what another person means by what they say. Mm-hmm. And yet we often don't because as human beings seeing the world from different viewpoints, we have different, we basically have unconsciously different definitions mm-hmm. for different things. So when right. someone says something like, I need that as soon as possible, okay? They're part of a work team, a work uh, mm-hmm. uh, crew. They're, I need this report as soon as possible, okay? Now, if you don't question what they mean by that, there can be a misunderstanding because as soon as possible to them might mean by the end of the day. As soon as possible to you might be once you're finished with the other two projects they gave you to do. So what you want to do in order to make sure there's no misunderstanding is you simply in a tactful way, You'd say, you know, Mary, uh, just for my own clarification, when you say as soon as possible, is there a specific time or or day you're thinking of? And then she'll tell you, yes, uh, I need it by the end of day, uh, 5 o'clock today. Well, now there's no misunderstanding. So by asking someone to define what they mean, and again, doing it in a very tactful kind Mm -hmm. of way, you, you can quash misunderstandings. Uh, the same thing when you're the one saying as soon as possible. You need, you know, if you say as soon as possible, uh, by the way, uh, what I mean by as soon as possible is um, end of day, five o'clock. Boom. Now there's no misunderstanding. Gosh, I cannot thank you enough for that. I tell you, we uh, there has been so much and there's so much more to even uh, share, Bob, while I have you. One of the things I am, uh, I have a last-minute question because you've been doing a lot of speaking, a lot of chatting, chatting with people. Uh, what are some of the most pertinent questions people are asking you before we close the show? Is there anything you believe that people are really concerned about that they've come to you with? Oh, I, I think many people okay. are concerned about what the future holds. <laughs> yes, and, yes. you know, because of, of this, this horrible, uh, you know, virus that we've had, um, uh-huh. the pandemic. And, you know, the fact is, we don't know. We don't know okay. for sure. There are, there are people who are 
better at, at predicting these kinds of things. But, you know, the, the fact is we don't know. So I think the best thing we can all do is, mm-hmm. is certainly control what is in our power to control mm-hmm. and, and not be attached to what we cannot control. That doesn't mean we don't worry or have concern. But we uh-huh. look at it in a way where we, we look at what is, okay, we look at mm-hmm. what the situation is, we, we understand and acknowledge the things we have no control over, we acknowledge them, we always want to deal in truths, but then we focus on what we can. On what we do have, right. That is so good. Bob, I can't thank you enough. I'm going to have to have you back because truly it's always uh-huh. a delight to have you on the Transformation for Success show. And I know the, the listeners have benefited greatly from your commentary and your absolute uh, perfect, I would say almost perfect ideas in terms of how to deal and get along and master the emotions. I like the seatbelt principle of emotions. I like listening uh, with listening with the back of your neck. And thank John for me for that. <laughs> for that. Uh, but uh, if people want to get your books, uh, The Go-Giver Influencer and The Go-Giver Influencer Leader, please share quickly where they can get them because I want people to get out there and buy these books. Are they on Amazon, Barnes & Noble? Yeah, where are they? Yeah, mm-hmm. they can go right to my site, Berg, B-U-R-G dot com, so they can get a chapter for free to see if they like it. Then they can always click through okay. to uh, Amazon.com. Good. Please repeat that again where they can go and you can get a free like excerpt or copy of the book and see if you uh-huh. like it, a chapter. Berg.com. Yes. Uh, yeah. com exactly. com. This is one of my favorite gurus. So listeners, I want to encourage you wherever you are and whatever you're going through, there's hope and you too can make a difference in this world because we're all in this together. And I want to wish you all a great week. My word for today, and I'm sure Bob will agree, nothing in life is to be feared. It is only to be understood. And now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. Bob, again, thank you for being on the show today. Stay safe, stay well, and I wish you future success. And we will be in touch. And to all my listeners out there, thank you for listening today and stay safe, stay well. This is Dr. Young signing off. Until next Tuesday, both Bob and I are saying goodbye. (laughs) Live well and stay well. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 12 noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for replays of the show weekly on the Voice America Business Channel and the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until our next show, have an outstanding week.